0: Hey, we're starting a brand new series today. I'm really excited. It fits with what we're going through. It's called Disrupted, But Not Defeated. And uh, if you're here, you're like, man, I, uh, my whole schedule's been disrupted. My business is disrupted. And if you're a parent, you're like, all of a sudden, I just quickly became a homeschool teacher. You are living in the disruption. But uh, you might be disrupted, but you are not defeated. And we're going to look together through the scriptures to see where our strength and our victory comes from. In fact, let's look at our first scripture right out the gate, Psalm 42. I love this so much. Psalm 42, verse 5. This is the words of David. Listen to what he says. He says, why, my soul, are you downcast? He's talking to himself. Why are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? He tells himself, put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. I don't know if you've ever talked to yourself. I don't know if you're someone that I talk to myself a lot on the golf course. Why did you do that? Why did you hit that shot? How come you can't hit a putt? But he's talking to himself and he's saying, why are you so downcast? Why are you so sad, man? Why are you feeling this way? You need to get out of your feelings, out of your emotions, and you got to put your hope in God. You know, I really feel like out of this time that we've got to be as a people, we've got to be hope people. I feel like we've got to dispense hope, but we've got to receive hope. Uh, I wrote a book years ago called Unreasonable Hope. It was really the aftermath of everything we went through with our daughter, Georgia. But one of the key lines that we put in that book and one of the key lines that Julie and I held on to as a family was that hope is the architect and faith is the builder. Hope kind of gets this architectural picture of what it should be. And then faith builds the life that you need. I like that David's saying to himself, hey, man, let's get some vision and let's get some hope. And then after you get hope, you always get faith. In other words, hope comes first. Faith comes second. You need some hope before you get some faith. And so I'm believing that as we go through this brand new series that you might feel disrupted, but you understand you're not defeated that the best is yet to come, that the brightest and best days for the church are ahead. But let me just tell you right now, wherever you're streaming in from, the best days are still to come for you, for your family, for your life. Come on, clap Zoe and get some faith if you're excited that the best is yet to come. Come on, make some noise together. We're getting excited about the future. So I want to preach a message. The first installment of this brand new series, write down the title, It's called the solution to my sadness. See, we believe that there is an antidote and there is a solution to every problem that you're facing. You show me any problem and we can always trace it back to Jesus is the solution. There is a solution to your sadness. You are disrupted, but you're not defeated. Jesus comes in to bring great encouragement and great strength. So come on, let's bow our heads and let's pray together over the word. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that you are awesome and amazing. We thank you that you are good and kind and loving. We are believing today that you will help us. You will lead us. You will guide us. You will show us your heart and the plans that you have. Lord, we speak over the world Lord, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, bless your people. Bring healing and strength, clarity and wisdom. We pray wisdom over doctors, wisdom over government leaders, Lord, over every single national, international leader. We speak the favor of God and the wisdom of God over their life. And we thank you for our people, Zoe people, that we're, we're getting stronger and we're getting better every day. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, and we all sit together. Come on, one last time. We always clap right here as a church. So even right now, we get some people right here. Come on, let's clap and make some noise and thank God for his grace today. I, I don't know if you've um if you've dealt with sadness. I always feel like there's levels of sadness. Like there's different, you know, sometimes you're like really sad. Like that one really got you. And other times you're kind of like bummed, disappointed. Like when they announced that the masters is postponed, I was, I was, I was bummed. I was like, ah, oh, that's that's a bummer, you know. When when we woke up to our first day of being homeschool parents, that was a real big bummer. That was like about nine thirty AM, I was like, we're not cut out for this. This is this this is about as low as a parenting moment as I've ever had. I can't log in to my son's laptop. I can't get his head. I'm just, I'm a failure. So it's, it was a little, real low moment. I had a low moment at Starbucks. You know, they, they don't allow you to do anything, but just come get your mobile order. You're supposed to just walk in and get your mobile order. Well, I was coming to get my mobile order. And as I was leaving, I felt a cough coming on. And right now, You cannot cough, not even in the privacy of your own vehicle, you do not want to cough. And so I felt the cough coming on. And so I wanted to cover, you know, as a good citizen, I'm covering my cough. And thank God my, my arm was out because I walked right into a glass door. If that arm wasn't out, it would have been a real sad, low moment. But there's all kinds of levels of sadness. But I really believe that there is a solution to our sadness. The solution is not... This being lifted, going back to normalcy, because you're still going to face sadness. You still got g- greater issues in your world that God wants to arrest in your life. So the solution to our sadness is really what David is saying here. He's saying, "Why, why are you, why are you so sad, man? Why are you, why are you feeling so defeated? You got to come on. You got to put your eyes back on Jesus, the Author and the Finisher of your faith. He is the solution." to your sadness. I was thinking about what we're facing. I was thinking about, um, sadness and I started thinking of first Samuel chapter 30. Incredible story. Go there in your Bible. First Samuel chapter 30. And I will give you some context before we read this story. But uh, David in the Bible, he's one of our kind of patriarch figures. He's an incredible leader. He's an incredible man of God. And he is a man of war. And he has come to a city called Ziklag, where his wives, this is Old Testament people, where his wives are waiting for him. Now, he is excited to get there, not just because his wives are there, but because this is supposed to be a good season and a good time and a good era of his life. And he gets to the city, and when he gets to Ziklag, well, Ziklag has a problem. There is a problem waiting for him. Watch what happens here in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1, and watch what it says here on the screens below. It says, now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. And they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and they went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, their daughters, they had all been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him, watch this part, lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Anohom and Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal and the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. I just think there's so much there. I'm going to give you a few things to write down. Write down what happens in verse 1. Now it happened just right there verse one they come in and now it happened have you ever felt like that in life where you're like did that just happen like you just kind of look around like did did i just get that update did so and so really just get the did that just happen now it happens life is this thing where it can it can turn in a moment it can turn on a text. It can turn that fast, that quickly. Now it happened. And David wasn't expecting this. David didn't wake up that day and go, you know what? I think my, all of our kids and our wives are going to get raided and they're going to get taken away. And I'm just, I saw it coming. Life is this thing where it comes unexpectedly and no, no one gives you a heads up. Your whole life's about to change. No one gives you a heads up. You're going to have to stay home for a couple weeks. You're going to go into homeschool parenting. You're going to have to work remote. good luck because your kids are at home too. Like it just happens. Life has this way of touching every single one of us. No one is exempt. Not David, not you, not me, all of us. And you got to understand that in these moments, it's when our faith is tested. It's in these moments that we either turn to our emotions and our sadness, or we turn to our God and our Savior. I've got to make a decision right now when it's happening, because it's about to happen again. And he's kind of living this moment by moment. Now it happened again, and now it happened again. And you live in moment to moment as it happens and as it unfolds. Let's be people that are guilty Of turning to Jesus. Let's be people that just make the decision, even as it transpires, even as it unfolds, even if the news is not favorable, we're still turning to God. Now it happened. And then the next thing that it says, it says it happened. And they're facing Ziklag. And they walk in. Look at this next scripture here in verse 3. So David and his mighty men came to the city and there It was. Write that down, number two. Number one, now it happened. Number two, and there it was. There it was, staring me in the face. There it was haunting me there it was messing with my future and there it was see sometimes it's not just things happen to us sometimes it's stuff is there in front of us every day that we're faced with this problem we're faced with this goliath-like figure we're faced with something that it wasn't just a moment see the most interesting thing for me in our house is that we had about eight years ago this moment with our daughter where we got a diagnosis diagnosis over her life and it happened and the doctor said this is her diagnosis this is what she's facing we're so sorry to inform you but your daughter's brain just never formed we're so sorry but you know gave us a diagnosis she'll never walk she'll never talk she'll never crawl all these nevers and it happened but I gotta admit for the last eight years our problem or our issue of what our faith is attached to is still there. See, sometimes life has these things that don't just happen, but there's something you got to keep facing. Now it happened, and there it was. So it wasn't just an event. It was something that was staring them in the face and saying, what are you going to do about this? This is here. This is at your doorstep. This is in your living room. This is in your home. This is a part of your reality. This is in your identity. And there it was was my question to you is what are you going to do when your problem stares you in the face where are you going to turn when it's like man i i can't i i don't know if you've ever been somewhere socially and you kind of can tell someone's looking at you and i always kind of look and go like oh they're oh that's OK, and then I give it a, you know, a good 60 to 90 seconds because I just want to make sure they're not still looking. And so, you know, kind of look away <laughs> and then you look back and you're like, oh, wow, they're still looking at me. This either becomes a time that I'm like, oh, I know you, we should interact or I am totally spooked out of my mind. See, the reality is that there's going to be some times in life that it won't just be it happened, but it's there, and there it was, and there it is, and you got to understand the enemy. This is the way the enemy works in your life. He wants to put something in your world and in your life that's staring at you, that wants to intimidate you, that wants to push back your favor, that wants to hurt your future. No, I'm telling you today, even if it's staring at you in the face, I see something bigger. I see something greater. I see something that is so for you. Who can be against you? Come on, Zoe. Let's clap right now and thank God it doesn't matter what's looking at me heaven is for me and with me I love that reality because David is much like us and there it happened and there it was in the the third part just goes in succession of how many of our lives go Watch this next part. Look at this next scripture as you go down to verse number four. Next verse. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. They, they, they cried so hard they had no more tears. This, this, this is my kids after they get in trouble. This, this is my four-year-old, Mav. He cries so hard. He is, his, his face turns really red. His cheeks get really rosy. He cries, he cries, he cries until he gets to the end of a good cry. You know the end of a good cry is a great part. The end of a good cry, you come to the part where you're like, <sighs> it, it, it's an indication to your body and all those around, I am almost done, but let me just finish. <sighs> they cried so hard, they had no more tears. In fact, write down number three. They had no strength left. And now it happened. And there it was. And there's no strength left. And now it happened. And there it was, and there's no strength left. Maybe you're feeling like it's happened, and there it is, right there in front of you, and you don't have any more strength to face your addiction. You don't have any more strength to face your problem. You don't have any more strength to face what you're up against financially. Listen, when you, all your strength's gone, I want to tell you that's when God does His best work. Whenever, when you feel like, man, I am down, I am low. Why am I so downcast? I'm telling you why I'm downcast. Cause it just happened. Why are you so downcast? Cause there it was. Why are you so downcast? Cause I fill my pillowcase with tears. This is the reality of David's situation, but let's be honest. This is the reality of a lot of our situation. It happened. It's there, and I got no more tears. I'm preaching to somebody, and I want to encourage you that God is for you. God is with you, and when you have no more strength, that's when God does his best work. When you feel like, oh, I'm crying, and I feel like I'm weary, come on. God comes in, and he will strengthen you, and he will help you. He will lift your head. He will lift your spirit. You got to turn to God and get a hold of God that's what david did here and that's what we're doing now come on zoe let's thank god right now we are turning to the one that gives us strength love that about god they have no more tears because the bible says those who sow in tears shall reap with songs of joy it literally says those who weep for a night Joy comes in the morning. The Bible says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. He turns our mourning. Into dancing, and when you've got no more tears, he does his best work. Oh, one of my favorite songs to listen to right now—you got to get it on your Spotify or Apple right now. Get it on YouTube. It's by Elevation Worship. It just came out. It's called "From the Grave to Gardens." That our God turns graves into gar- somehow, some way. When I got no strength and I'm down and I'm discouraged, God comes and infuses me. And oh, come on, all of a sudden that architect is working. All of a sudden that faith is building. All of a sudden I got nothing in me but all of a sudden that's when God comes when you're at your end of yourself you get to the beginning of God and God comes and lifts our head and lifts our spirit and says listen if I'm in this and I'm for you listen it might look bad it might look bleak it might look weary but I am the God that never grows weary I am the God that has the whole world in his hand I am in control and there is no one like me I wish the whole church was together right now I feel like somebody would grab a tambourine start running through the house But the reality is, is that I see David in a situation like you and I. David is saying, why are are you so downcast? I'll tell you why, because that just happened. And there it is in front of me, and I've got no strength left in me. And if you are there, watch the next verse of David. Look at this. This is right for Zoe right now. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved, and every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David said, Look, you know what? I am weak. I am weary. I am defeated. But I'm going to turn to the rock that is higher than I. Look, in, look at Psalm 42 again. Look at the Passion Translation. So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and keep waiting on God your Savior. For no matter what, I will sing with praise. For living before His face is my saving grace. Verse 11. So I say to my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be dis- disturbed. For I know my God will break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise Him all over again. Yes, living before his face is my saving grace there's that word right there it's grace grace is undeserved blessing and it's unmerited favor and I'm telling you grace got you here and grace is going to get you there it is by grace you are where you are it is by grace you have what you have it is by the grace of God that you'll be sustained it's by the grace of God you'll get out of this situation you might be like it just happened it is right there in front of me I got no more strength I shout grace to your situation I shout grace to your finances and grace to your family Grace is bigger, grace is stronger, and grace is better. In fact, let's go to the New Testament. That's an old story about about David in the Old Testament. But let's look at another man who felt weak, another man that felt weary, and another man that felt defeated. His name was Paul. Watch what Paul says, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Three times I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. This is like me every morning having a homeschool. (laughs) Laugh louder at your house, please, people. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, my insults, my hardships, persecutions, difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am Strong Worship team, come and join me right now. And I just want to encourage our whole church and everyone that's live streaming in. In your weakness, his power is made perfect. So you might feel like David right now. You might feel like Paul right now. I am in shock of what just happened. And there it is, standing in front of me. I think David knows how to stand up against his situation because this is the same boy that when he was a teenager stood up against Goliath. And he said, I know what what it feels like to feel weak and inferior and yet have grace and the wind of heaven at my back. And if God helped me when I was a kid, take out a Goliath, surely God can help me here in Ziklag. His power is made perfect in weakness it's it's counterculture i know to be like i feel weak i feel depleted i feel sad sadness uh when you see someone sad you you immediately ask what's wrong what's wrong with you that's why that 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 book's so big wipe wipe your face girl you better wipe your face because we have no our culture goes ain't nobody got time for sadness yet here's god saying bring me your sadness bring me your weakness i don't need superheroes i am the superhero i defeat sin i defeat death and let me tell you what i do with sadness i turn your mourning into dancing and i am the god that in your weakest moments when it happens and it's there and you feel like you have no more tears i come and do my best work and three times, Paul's like, God, you're going to take this away. And God's like, I'm not taking this thing away. I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to be good. I'm going to be powerful. I'm going to help you. I'm going to serve you. But I'm not taking this thing away. Church, our question today is, God, no, no it, our question is not, God, take it away. Our question is, God, will you help me? Will you strengthen me? Will you give me wisdom? Will you give me discernment? Will you give me favor? And Will you give me power? I feel like sad right now. I feel like depressed right now. I feel disturbed. I feel like I'm just, feel defeated, but you know what? God, I'm turning to you. I'm thanking you in advance. You are bigger. You are stronger. You are greater, and you are better. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but clap right now, even in your own house, and thank God he's turning around the circumstance to give me the grace that I need. All of this grace is only found in Jesus. All of this grace is only found in our one superhero. His name is Jesus. He hung on a cross and died for our sins. He went to the grave, and after three days, he defeated it so that you and I could get favor and get peace and get strength, even in our lowest moments. So no matter what the economy does, no matter what happens in the world, no sickness can take away our power. No sickness can take away our strength. Our God is for us. Who can be against us? We are standing in the grace and the favor of God. I'm thanking God right now that though it's happened you've got Jesus though it's there you've got Jesus though you have no strength you've got Jesus and even as we turn to him right now putting our hope in God and that our hope comes in God Woo! hope is the architect faith is the builder today be infused with hope get faith In your spirit. Let's stop asking God. Take it away. Take it away. Let's just turn to God. And ask him for his great grace. Grace in my weakness. Grace in my inadequacy. Grace in my sin. And grace in this season. I need grace. You need grace. If you're single, you need grace. If you're a parent you need grace. If you're married, you need grace. If you own a business, you need grace. We are all dependent upon the grace that is only found in Jesus Christ. You don't got to go to a church service to get grace. All you have to do is turn to Jesus. Say, Jesus, will you help me? I'm in need once again. Right Right where you are, let's pray.